Welcome to the Season 3 finale of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class. Look, this is our last episode of the season. If you're choosing to join us here, you already know what we're about. So let's just get into... Last time, our heroes defeated Lord Starge atop his keep, claimed the power of his Shard of Tear for Mist's own, and dispelled the curse keeping the Shrouded Isle... Well, shrouded. But such a victory came at a cost. Dispelling the curse seemed to have some unusual environmental side effects. What's worse, the party failed in their mission to stop Endu. During the battle with Starge, Roxiel Darkfeather, the Witch Queen, and an ancient herself, intervened on our hero's behalf. But Endu was waiting for such an opportunity. He used powerful magic to freeze time, murder Roxiel, and abscond with her corpse to conduct his ritual, thus bringing him one step closer to breaking the seals around the Heart of Tear. Now we join Desmond, Mist, Rotan, Silway, and Winley as they process the aftermath of their efforts. On Multiclass Theater... Several days have passed since the events at the top of Castle Starge. It's taken some time to get your bearings in this new world. As the sun has continued to rise the opposite side of the sky, at night the stars are strange, different, cold even. Even the comfort of the moon growing ever fuller in the sky seems strangely unsettling. When the world came back, after the shard was charged, you stood around some time in silence, contemplating the fall of Roxiel, the end of this journey. But it wasn't long before a witch and an Aarakocra arrived. Then there were more, and eventually you found yourselves in making the journey northward, through the forests, back to High Moon. It was a quiet village that greeted you, somber despite this almost impossible victory and the freedom that you have given these people. You were given your house where you had spent days only a week ago. You were reunited with Gruber and Cashew. It is the morning of the third day and you rise to birdsong. I would say roll to see who rises first, but you all get up when you want do what you want. I rolled a two. I want to get up in the order that the dice determine we get up. So <laughs> is that a constitution save or? You could do a constitution save. That is fine. 15. 8. 12. <laughs> two. Still way the early riser. Uh, Winley is two. The really funny thing to me is, is that Winley and I should both get a plus four bonus because of my uh, aura, but... <laughs> Because we're probably sleeping near each other. We're both still waking up at the same time. <laughs> I think, yeah, we're still last. Mm-hmm. Right? So, way, uh, I think she's up up early. She's got things on her mind. So she's, uh, I assume this house has a, a yard or a front area that she's going to go out and kind of do some morning practice. She's She's been casting spells the last few days. And so whoever rises second would probably see her um, floating off the ground 
uh, in the middle of this field in front of the house when they wake up, like kind of going up and down slowly, like she's deliberately learning how to how to levitate. Okay, Desmond, you are the next to rise, and you wake to discover Silway out in the yard, floating in the air. Yeah, so I think uh, <laughs> I think Desmond usually the past couple mornings has really enjoyed the presence of the sunlight. Once again, after all this, uh, these clouds. So I think he's probably like his morning ritual is like to go down to the beach and um, like walk kind of barefoot on the sand and just like put his feet in the water and kind of sit and just soak in the rays and kind of spend the morning that way. Uh, maybe even do a bit of fishing. So I think he's going to walk out and he sees, he notices uh, Silway out there and he says, ah, good morning. Ah. Lovely to see you. Silway startles and then poops out of existence and then reappears about five feet behind desmond <laughs> in surprise oh god desmond oh a little more warning yes I, I i apologize after after all this time we've spent together you think i would know better than to do this by now you know well i'm sorry if i startled you uh, it took a lot of concentration to to float yes i imagine um, that would take a considerable amount of, of uh, concentration well Anyway, I'm off to the beach, if you'd care to join me. I, my usual morning ritual, of, it reminds me of the island, you see. I, I get to have my, my feet upon the sand and, and the water, and it's, it's quite comforting. Uh, sure, the beach sounds, uh, beach sounds lovely. She starts floating off the ground again, about six inches or so, and then tries to move forward, like she's practicing how to move forward, not just up and down. <laughs> so the two of you wander basically through the woods behind the cabin or the the house that you've been sharing high moon is not it is built on a beach it's it's for a vast lake and there is a sandy shore so you you find yourselves down on the lake shore on the sandy beach i can see desmond there with his homemade fishing pole and Mm -hmm. his hat he's playing fetch with his water elemental (laughs) yep exactly pipe looking in all his gandalfian glory yeah humming a little tune it's the fishing rod that he's carved out of a tree branch. and Gandalf, but fishing with his like bare legs hanging out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Such a great image. <laughs> Miss is going to peek his head out. Of, or, well, what's the, what is the, the, the head count of Eric Okra still in the village? None that you can see at the moment. There is a contingent of Eric Okra. Akrataki is in the village and has a royal guard with him. You have seen him at a distance. You have not seen him close up. You've put together a little bit of what happened, but you only arrived last night to the village. So you have not even had a chance to speak with Anka yet. You have heard whispers and fragments of the battle that took place at the Iron Citadel. And you did hear that Akrataki was injured during the battle. So that has kept him confined to another building. If they're still in the village, then Mist is going to sigh heavily, grab his top hat from uh, the hook near the door. I've just established that our house has a hat hook. And reestablish his disguise as Smoke Feather before stepping out into the village and possibly creating some kind of bird panic. I think it's a good name for a band. I'm not picturing a flock of pigeons getting <laughs> scattered. Is there anything in particular you want to do? or Yeah, try and go someplace quiet and away where you can have a little chat with cat sith or at least try and summon some kind of vibe having had several days to think about okay well last directive i have was charge the shard and then go kill squid face but now we have this other problem of 
Endu uh, escaping, and also the whole freaking sky is different. That's probably not great. But has the plan changed? If so, what are we doing? So I think he's going to try and find a quiet spot to either commune or have a have a think over this shard or if you want to go commune if you want to just wander around and contemplate and then do that later it's entirely up to you i think he'll try and chat with cat sith while the morning is still breaking you know because cats are crepuscular you wander into the woods and you find that spot that you were at about a week ago and it's much friendlier this time as beams of sunlight break through the trees illuminating the small clearing do you set up your ritual? And what do you say? Okay, now what? I mean, literally, I'm kind of at a loss here. Normally there's a, been something in front of me, been a been something to target, been a hunt, been a something to get into, and now I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I have the shiny rock. I know where I'm supposed to take that. But it seems like there's something bigger going on. If there's anything I need to know... This would be a really awesome time to know it before I go too far down some other path. I guess I'll narrow this down to whom should I pursue first? Endu or the squid face? You close your eyes. You ask your question. You wait. You can feel the wind rustling through your fur. And it's just silence. Well... You hear the wind, you hear the birds, you hear the water lapping against the shores of the lake, but no reply. You cautiously open one eye, and then the other, and then suddenly you hear in your head, Take off that hat. I'm going to sweep around and make sure that there's like absolutely no chance that an Aarakocra is going to stumble on me, and then take the hat off and revert to normal feline appearance. You take the head off. Darkness begins to swirl around you. And suddenly you are enveloped by it. And you find yourself standing in a black void. There is a pop. And Katsith is standing in front of you. Really, Mist? A bird? We were trying to get these people on our side. The last thing we wanted to do is, like freak them out look if i showed up as you didn't see the carvings in their temple they they're not fond of us um no they wouldn't have they it was hard enough to get them on our side without hey also uh i eat you you know sort of thing going on without giving that vibe so as long as they're in the village i'm gonna try and play nice but those days were fun missed such a good time i remember it fondly We ate well. You should not be ashamed of who you are, what you are. I know how awesome I am. It's more of, they're gonna get all... If they see a Tabashi wandering around, and I don't have time for that shit. Mist, if they have problems, they can fuck off. You be you. Let them deal with their bullshit. But let's talk about other things. Mist on the river, I am so incredibly proud of you. Your name will be written large in the book, The History of Your People. Would you like a kingdom of your own? I can make that happen, you know. 
I, I feel like with all you've done, yeah. I feel like you should be rewarded more than you have been, but I'm so very proud and, and I couldn't be happier with what you've done for me. What? What have I done? You've done everything, Mist. You've paved the way to my ascension. And you, you will be at my right hand. Well, uh, I mean, hey, I, I definitely agree with you with the whole should be rewarded more than we than we have. Um, you, you have. Well, I mean, yeah, again, I'm not going to, I mean, this staff is pretty sweet, but like, you know, I'm sure there's more out there that could uh, be fun to play with. Um, Starge was in your way. Is that is that what that is that what that's this has been all about? Oh no, Starge was a fool. Who cares about him? Okay, that's uh, I was gonna say. It seems like the shard missed. You have the shard. I do. I do. That's that's right. I do. You do. We do. So so back to the, but back to the 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 whole reason we're we're chatting right now. Plan A was target Squidface. I, 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 I assume that hasn't changed as a goal, but with, I mean, that's another seal broken on the, the, the heart of tear. Like we're, I, I don't know how many ancients are left, but probably few. And Endu does not strike me as the most stable guy. Haven't, haven't had a chance to actually speak to him a bit, see what he does. Should that take priority? Like, should that, we should kind of, yeah, squid face is kind of an asshole deal with him, but like. Endu's got major end of the world vibes going on, versus Squidface being more like eat some brains and maybe take over the world, but that suggests that the world will still exist. Well, let's 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 workshop this some. Yeah, exactly. Endu is a pain in the ass and annoying, and yeah, he's killed a few people, but they're just people. I mean, so many people, and let's say he succeeds and ends up destroying the source of magic for that world. For our world. Would that be a bad thing, Mist? Think about it. If there's no magic to draw on, then they would have to come to me. To us. I could give them magic. Would that work? Wouldn't, like, cut you off from being able to get into the world to do that? You know what I mean? Like, do you think I draw my magic from that stone? Well, I say that. I'm just saying, like, there's the stone, like, maybe broke through a barrier and that allows magic in and carried magic with it. And so some people are bringing magic. You, you, you get rid of the stone, you maybe close that, reestablish that barrier. That That's what I mean. Like, it's like closing a window sort of thing. Or door. Whatever. Sure. Either way, it doesn't matter to me. I would prefer you take out Squidface, as you call him, because he is a more direct threat to me. But if you feel the need to protect these people and your friend, the thief, though I should say that if the rock went away, your friend, the thief, make it better and stop lighting things on fire and disappearing randomly and doing all sorts of whatever bullshit that she does, you understand. So you could be helping her by helping Endu. But of course, Endu has to go in the end because he is a pain in the ass that is agreed. But there's two sides of the coin here, Mist. You can look at it whatever way you want. Huh. I know this probably doesn't answer your question, but I don't have answers right now. I mean, I have a, a world to shape, 
a world you've given me. And, you know... Again, how have I given you a world? Because we've always been able to communicate. Do you mean the island? Because the island, like, that's that, that's the only place that you said that... Uh, no, you know, the island, the no. land beyond it, the land of Tyr and Sisha, all of that has now been removed from the world you knew and placed in another, in my world, in our world. Do you see what you've done, Mist? Uh, I'm beginning to. By ha- how? Oh, it's complicated ancient magic. It would literally fry your brain if I tried to explain it to you, but suffice to say that by removing the charge from that shard and rendering it inert and charging the shard in your pocket, you have untethered the world and allowed me to take it. Ah. Not just me, mind you, but others. But for now, for now, Mist. You understand? That's why we have to get rid of Squidface. Because he can do the same sort of thing. Well, not alone, but again, it's it was an alliance of convenience, you understand. Wait, who was allied with whom? The Court of Five Shadows. We've spoken of it before. Long ago, on the ship. And, and it was pretty vague then. Well, you know. Well, okay. It's myself, um... Shelbaloth, I, I understand your hesitation there, but again, alliance of convenience. Rogar Sith, who you call Dog Sith, he was another one. Shinnok, not sure. Do you know any of these people? I don't know. You don't? Uh. And Kasir, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's kind of a Tyran thing. Sishin, really, but the five of us. All of this doesn't really matter much. It's just, you know you asked i answered but for for your intents and purposes it doesn't really matter it's and the the purpose of the court was to untether the world yes move the landmass but that's over now you understand it's over you succeeded you won we won uh-huh well like so so the other the other four you want me to to remove one of them the other three i guess then they're they're able to follow two. They are they are they next on the list? Like, did I become a hired? Well, one at a time. I mean, but again, if you really feel the need to save the world and stop this Endu person, by all means, that's what you should do. But you know, just saying on your way. If you want to kill a squid monster, uh, no, no, I got, I, I got that, I got that. I'm just saying, like, if I if I take them, and then the next one is like, oh, by the way, dogs, yeah, fuck dogs take out dog Sith and then other just making sure that I have a complete picture here and and it's it's becoming becoming more complete so that's so that's good appreciate that right what about like getting home is that a possibility home where to the back to tear or nightfall or well no like the the people that you know that I know who who aren't on tier or Sisha, or like you know, of other other Tabashi. Mist, we we spoke about this last time in the Shadow Realm. You have the key in your pocket. Oh, you so, have the shard. Right. So I can. So it actually works like between 
worlds, not just like... Yes. Oh, well, that's kind of dope, actually. I'm sorry, I, was, I thought I was unclear about that. Yes, it's... Well, at the time, I didn't know I was going to be, you know, moving worlds, I thought. Well, you know, it's, it's a need-to-know basis, and you were not in a position where you needed to know. But now, things are, you know... Um, but yes, you can, uh, you can literally open portals, and you can, um, cross worlds. Oceans of time, if you will. Being poetic. I'm just going to show up in my in my tome here how to do that or is this sort of thing i gotta practice with it and first we'll start you know like i couldn't begin to tell you the tyrants would know more it's their device their original shard and there's only a few shards there are only three mind you and well you've rendered one of them inert and the other one probably destroyed by endu's brother and well you have the third so Oh, good. So I don't have to worry about anybody like coming after me for it. That's not the thing that's going to happen. Having the only I this. mean, probably yes. Yeah. I, you know, I should think that they all have their own plans and machinations and um, schemes. You know, much like we do. Yeah. Um, they can't trust them. Your words. So, uh, <laughs> right. Well, awesome. Glad. Uh, glad. Glad I could help. I have a bigger picture of things now. Kind of see more wheels that are turning. See who's turning those wheels. All good stuff. All good to know. So that does give me some guidance that uh, I felt like I was lacking in this moment. So I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad to help. Um, why don't you... Um, I have to run because I have a world to run and council meeting. Dreadfully boring. Oh, God, dogs does like to talk. So, um, be in touch. Don't be ashamed of who you are, and get back to me on which kingdom you would like. So, we'll talk again? Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Excellent. And all of a sudden, the darkness around you begins to evaporate into a swirling whirlwind, and you find yourself once again in the clearing. Fuck. Okay, Roton and Winley. <laughs> I had another 30 seconds in me, just so you guys know. <laughs> I was going to give you as long as you could go, so... Uh. <laughs> Fade so, out on that. So delightfully awkward. Rotan and Winley, you both wake at approximately the same time. Uh, where are you sleeping? Are you up in the loft above the main room, or are you just sprawled out on the main floor itself? We just got back late last night. Yeah, last night. Okay, yeah. I think I think Rotan's just sprawled out uh, on the floor, face down, into uh, into a marshmallow pillow. And now, where did you get said marshmallow, Philip? I don't know. Where would he have gotten one of these marshmallows? I'm sure that I'm sure that Winley offered him one when she saw that he was just sprawled out on what I assume would be hardwood or some type of tile or stone floor. Naughty pine. That's <laughs> true. I should have you know that this is not a naughty pine interior. It is definitely dark wood. <laughs> It's stark and abstract, but it is elegant. I'd say that Winley would be up in the loft, 
and she would curled up in a corner of the loft facing the the walls. When Winley wakes up, you can tell that she's contemplating something. She's kind of stressed. And so she reaches in for her pack and takes out um, some assorted pink marshmallows, some in the form of, like, flowers, some in the form of... Blue diamonds, purple horseshoes. Yeah, yeah, things like that. But occasionally she'll stuff in a marshmallow shaped like a cleaver or something because, you know, she's made that on her own. But she's, like, stress eating, and you can, like, hear her, like... Like, Rotan, you could probably hear her, like, chewing these marshmallows. She's playing, like, chubby bunny, but, like, enjoying it. Like, that's how she eats. It's like her her mouth is filled with these pink marshmallows, and she's she's going through something. Wakes Rotan up, and, and his head comes <laughs> up, and it's still attached to the marshmallow pillow, so he has to reach up and, like... <laughs> pry it off of him and little little white bits are still stuck to his face winley is that you yes ah good morning how are you this fine day roton this is really something i'd like to talk to silway about but i mean since you're here i guess you'll do so she scurries down the ladder and she takes roton's hand with her little paw Kind of. Is there a seating area? Yeah, there are some uh, couches and okay. so forth. It's, it's comfortable. So Winley takes Roton to a couch. It says, Broton, Yes? Throughout this journey, I'm sure you you were able to see me in a different light. You were able to see what is really inside of me and inside of my heart. I'm sure it was partly shocking. On the other hand, perhaps it really wasn't that shocking. Perhaps it was more shocking for me to see. I'm sorry, what are we talking about? This is why I wanted to talk to Silway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. Roton, do you remember when are we you, were... Are you talking about the, uh, the spooky raccoon thing that yes. you were? Yes. Well, yes, of course. Ah, yes. What else would I be talking about, Roton? Did you see some other thing? I'm not mentioning your eye. Not mentioning the gem in your eye. Are we still on my eye, Roton? I I didn't say anything about it. Winley takes a second. Just takes a minute. Roton, let's start over. (laughs) I discovered things about myself through this journey. I've, I've grown in this journey, and I I think I'm really starting to understand who I am. Does that make sense? Ah, yes. I've learned some things about myself as well. This isn't about you, Roton. I'm talking specifically about me. (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. Do continue. So what I'm saying resonates, which is good. Um, essentially, I love Gruber. I love him with all my heart. And like a I think he bring. I just every bone in my body is hurting. Every muscle in my body, my brain hurt. Everything sucks right now. All of that was an aside, by the way. Turns back to Rotom. 
Uh, well, no, I, I, I love him uh, more than a friend. I love him as a romantic, as a partner. That's that's how I feel about Gruber. If if that hasn't been entirely uh, shown to you yet, well, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, but no, I, I love Gruber as a as a romantic love. Is that you understand? Ah. Oh. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to get across. Is I, I, in the things that I've discovered about myself, Rotan, I just don't know if, I don't know if, if this is meant to be. I don't know if I could ruin him. I think that I'm going to ruin him. I mean, I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm evil, Rotan. I am a rainbow flying imp raccoon, and I don't want to ruin Gruber's heart. Does that make sense? I think I see. So you think you might be evil and you're worried that you will corrupt Gruber. Is that is that correct? Yes. This is the first time you actually understand what I'm saying, Roton. <laughs> ah, and It's really and, lovely. <laughs> and why why are you worried that you will corrupt Gruber? Because Gruber has a heart of gold. He wouldn't hurt a fly, and I would. Well, I mean, flies are obnoxious. I, Shut I, up! I cannot... Shut up! I don't care about flies. I care about Gruber. Oh, foot. What's not clear to me is why I'm the wrong person to talk to. Because, Roton, you understand little. You want to. I know you do. I know you... Desperately want to be there for your friends and you have a wonderful moral compass. But as far as emotional intimacy and feeling, it's not all there. I say that as a friend. Yes, I'm, I'm afraid you do have me pegged. I mean, it it seems seems rather obvious to me, doesn't it? Ah, uh, that, that you couldn't corrupt Gruber. What? Well, yes. How could I not corrupt Gruber? I don't understand how you possibly could. You don't think he has the capability of being corrupt, is that what you're saying? Yes. And also, I think you probably sell yourself short, Winley. Even that hideous raccoon imp beast in the Shadow Realm was a rainbowy hideous imp raccoon. Yeah, she did have a pink bow. She did have a pink bow. Nothing evil about pink bows, I think. Perhaps you're right, because I do love him. Well, I think I take back what I said earlier. What? About you not being able to go there, because you just did. Oh, excellent. Oh, God. Let's not speak too quickly. (laughs) Anyway, I... I wouldn't worry about it. I'm sure the two of you will get along like a house on fire. Winley slowly turns and just lets out the most hideous screech that I hope everyone hears from wherever they are. So in in my mind's eye, while this conversation was taking place, the two of you were sitting there in the foreground, and in the background... There was a nice, almost picture window looking out over the yard beyond. And in the yard beyond, Gruber was wandering around in the background, 
with Cashew on his shoulders, standing up, practicing flips off the top of his shoulders and doing all sorts of tricks throughout the entirety of this conversation. You let out this blood-curdling scream, and in the background, Gruber's head spins around, and he runs, carrying Cashew in his arms into the cabin. Winley! Are, are you okay? Oh dear, I do not know what I've done. Oh sir, I don't think you've done anything at all, sir. Um, um, Wendy, are, are you okay? My little marshmallow. The steam coming out of Winley's ears begins to dissipate. Her skin, having turned very red, begins to subside back to her natural pinky glow. Yes, Gruber. I think I'm all right. Well, Gruber, Roton and I were just having a rather deep <laughs> conversation about me. Oh, were you, were you trapped down a mine? No, no, not that one, Gruber, but good for you for remembering. You're a good listener. You see, you know that I have a rather, um, dark, um, and, uh, scary side to me. Right? No, I, I don't think so. No, you... You're, you're sweet and soft and lovely, just like, like, like this, this marshmallow. I mean, no, I think, I think it's kind of in your head because, well, I don't like dark and scary things. And I don't think like Cashew does either. And I think... Well, you know, I sort of... Well, sir, you're going to have to forgive me this, sir. I'm afraid I'm going to talk all sort of mushy now, sir. But we love you. And that's got to count for something. You love me? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Gwenly turns to Rotan. He loves me. Uh, I, I heard. Gruber turns to Cashew. I do. I love you. You know, we talked about this. No, I'm telling you, now we did. Well... Rotan frowns visibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you too, Gruber. Oh. But I, I, I like dark and scary. And I have to have an, a, a good, solid outlet for it, or I think I'll go berserk. I think then maybe you should talk to, to Miss Shilway. She, she's kind of dark and kind of scary. She does weird things. I like her. She's kind of okay. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Silway materializes inside the, the middle of the room. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? This, this is not the dining hall. Where am I? She came out of flight of nowhere. It's all right, Gruber. Gruber. Oh, I was sawing my trousers. Oh, oh. Uh... Oh, Gruber. I, I, I was trying to find the dining hall. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. So, I think I've learned something. I do want to give Roton his props. We are all multifaceted beings. And it's okay to um, explore those parts of ourselves. 
It doesn't make us bad. It doesn't make us evil or chaotic or, well, any of those things. It just means that we need to healthily nourish all of the parts that we have and not to judge them. Oh, well, I do love having cathartic experiences and being able to talk about them with all my friends. So, way, when I need to have a, I guess you could say, um, a time exploring my <laughs> wonderfully gremlin-esque self, you and I could compare weapons, and I could show you what different types of acids do to the body. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to do that with me? But that sounds fun. Oh, really? No, you're right. It does sound fun. I know about poisons, too. We could trade acid and poison recipes. Oh, no, I'd love that. I'd love that, and... Okay. Well, I feel so much better. And she takes Scrooper's hand and holds it. And I love you, you big ham. Off, Mr. Ham. The witches don't let me have ham. They don't eat animals. They say animals is people. I don't think that's right. Gruber, Gruber. Desmond got some fish out of, it, out of the lake. You can get some meat if you go quickly. Oh, thank goodness. And then when I come back, I will tell you about the day that I got my head stuck in a bucket. Oh, Grooby. Oh, you would get your head stuck in a bucket. It was so dark and scary. If not for Cashew, I think I would have gone mad. Well, Cashew, you wonderful little beast. You've done such a good job taking care of Grooby. She, like, scratches his chin. The grouper wanders out to go find Desmond and find some fish. While the rest of you are sitting around the room, there's a knock at the door. The person doesn't even really wait for you to answer before opening the door. Hello, dearies. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so glad you made it back okay. I hear you had such a great adventure. Oh, Dorothea. Winley <laughs> just like stumbles on over and hugs her leg. There, there, dearie. We can catch up later. I just came to tell you that your presence has been requested by the Queen. For supper tonight. Queen? Which what Queen? Oh yes, dearie. Queen Anka. Queen Anka. Oh Oh gosh. I guess that makes sense. So, you know, spit spot, get yourself in good order and we will see you soon for a, a call it an early dinner. A late lunch. Lapa? Eh, never mind. I'll leave you to come up with your term on your own. So good to see you again. I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Anka. Lovely to see you again, Dorothea. You too. She closes the door and leaves you. Has anyone spoken to Anka? Silway? Have you seen her? I have not seen her since we got back. I, I do need to talk to her about some... some things. I can't imagine what she's going through. Do you think... Do you all think Roxiel is truly dead? She did look very dead to me. Technically, the only person to see her dead is Mist. She was gone by the time the rest of you woke. But couldn't she have been faking it? Well, we'll know for sure when we find the other... The third seal of theater. If it's broken, that means Roxiel is uh, covered in ruins somewhere. Dead. 
the way we'll find a quiet moment. I assume there are, everyone is sort of off in there doing their own thing. Um, so she will search out Rotan. Where is he? What's what's he up to right now? Uh, let's say he's actually just left to go um, find some place to to pray and more quiet. So as soon as Silway sees him leave the the bungalow, yeah, uh, she will like quickly scamper out the door and and walk alongside him. Rotan. Oh, Silway. Rotan, wait up. I I've been meaning to ask you something. Oh uh, yes. What's up? As they say. What's that? Uh, it's just just a phrase that uh, that I heard in in Hroth. What's up? I've heard that too. It's very strange. I I, I wanted to ask you something uh, that I, I've noticed. Um, whenever you introduce yourself to uh, people, you always say Rotan van Bastad, and you're always very proud of like your whole name, including your family name. Yes. What is so special about your family that makes you proud to use their name? Well, it's it's my name as well. But it's your family's family's name. Oh, but it's also my name. And I am I am proud that it is my name. What makes you proud of that? Well, because it is mine. And I am a thing worthy of being proud of. Silly just raises an eyebrow and stares quizzically at you. So you're you're just born into born into it. And oh. You are proud of yourself, and that is you, and... Ah, uh, yes. Yes, effectively, yes. I think so. Why Why do you ask, Silway? What, what is your last name again? Remind me. Uh, it, uh, it was Isiliath. Was, but is no more. I don't think it is. I'm not sure how the, how it works. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was disowned uh, when we left here. So I, I don't know if that means I have a name anymore. Oh. Ah. Uh. Why, what did it mean that you have a name? Well, I, I don't know if I'm part of the family anymore. That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's their family's name. That's, that's why I'm confused and wondering about your, your family. Oh, I think I see. So, so you're worried that because your family disowned you, you also lost the right to use their name? Is that, is that correct? No, it's not the right to use it. It's, it's more like, you seem so proud of your name. Like... Is, is your family a proud family? I know you're a nobleman, right? Oh, yes. My family is, is, uh, is very proud. We come from a long line of, of uh, bastards, yes. And they're proud of you? Ah, uh, well, yes and no, yes and no. What do you mean, what do you mean yes and no? Well, uh, my, my family is very complicated. And uh, I had a, a number of brothers and sisters, and... and uh, you know, some of them were nicer to me than others, but we all share the same name. And your father or your mother, they are proud about their children? I don't follow. I guess I don't... Hmm. What am I even asking? You mentioned you had a brother, right? Someone who got kicked out of the family? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, ah. Uh, you, you've met him, I, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did I? Glor? Glor got, Glor got kicked out of the family? For, for like half a season. <laughs> I thought, I thought Glor was like the one they were proud of. Ah, oh, well, no, that's that's perhaps uh, a little bit of me bleeding through. I, I had always looked up to and respected Glor, the things that he had accomplished. Um, But uh, no, he and my father never saw eye to eye, really. So your father kicked him out? Well, I, I don't actually know the truth of it. I just know that... Uh, one day he and my father 
weren't speaking to each other anymore, and he left. But he still calls himself a bon, bon Bastard? Oh, yes, he does. Proudly? Yes, yes, I believe I believe he he does, yes. Huh, interesting. Because he is, um, it is part of who he is. And he gets to decide what that means. Silway continues walking along next to you, pondering this uh, as you go along. Let me give you an example. It may surprise you to know that my birth name was not Roton. What? What? No, no, it was Rotten. Rotten? Yes. Oh. God, no. Does that mean? Does that mean the same <laughs> over in your land? Does it mean in Nightfall? Oh, it surely does. Y- yes. And your father named you that? Yes, he did. Why? He named all of my siblings awful things. You say that like it's normal. Yes, it's a it's a family tradition. What? <laughs> Wait, so what's Glor's actual name then? Ah, uh, Ingloriosus. No! <laughs> wow. But, so like, Inglorious? Yes, kind of like that, Bastard. but different. <laughs> but that's terrible. Well. Why, why would a family name their children awful things? I don't know. Tradition. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just realized your father's name is Wiley, you said. Yes. He's a, he's a white, wily von Bastard. Yes. I just got that. Wait, I, I don't follow. <laughs> Get what? It's his name. But it's an awful name, like you said. Well, yeah, but it's his name. So what are your siblings' names, then? Is this like a, uh, a fun tradition? You all, like, laugh about it? No, I, I just think it's tradition. It's tradition to give terrible names? Well, yes, I think so. But but we're getting off track, I think. Uh, the, the point that I'm trying to make is is that though all of my siblings were born with, with uh, these uh, these names, these given names that they were not fond of, uh, we all wound up calling each other by different names. And because they uh, they were the names that we were given by others that we respected, then uh, they kind of became ours. And then once we were proud of ourselves, we got to decide what our own names were. You get to decide your own names? Well, yes. Very strange. Wow, your family is very strange, Rata. I thought my family was messed up. Yours is even more. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, they they, they have their good sides and their, their, their bad sides, like like anybody. Take me, for instance. Sometimes I charge in more eagerly than I probably should. Or or take my sister, uh, Devi, for example. Now, when we were very young, she liked to kill me and then uh, bring me back to life to to practice her necromancy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would say that was wrong, but but she always brought me back. And and that's what counts, isn't it? So halfway through that sentence, you silly is suddenly not standing by your side anymore. She's like stopped in her tracks and is staring at you as you're walking along. <laughs> and then realizes she's done that and like runs to hurry up to catch you like she killed you? Yes. I think. And resurrected you? Well that part I'm very sure of. So you've died several times. Y- yes, I think so. Okay, my family doesn't sound as bad anymore. Let- give another example uh so so i had um i had another sister uh pernicious but but we all called her her pern and uh she uh 
you know, she she had another, also had a falling out, you, you might call it, with my father. And uh, so she went off and joined a a uh, circle of druids. And uh, oh, her father was very much not happy about that. But, you know, she she grew older and uh, and she eventually came back to the city and and she started uh, a chain of restaurants, actually. <laughs> and they wound up reconciling. What was the name of 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 the restaurants? Uh, I think it was mm, Eats. Yes. <laughs> This this laughter is now in character, <laughs> so he's just chuckling. But again, I, I get off track. The point is that, as far as I'm concerned, you are Silway because that is how you have usually introduced yourself to me, and that is how you are introducing yourself to me right now. And it is convenient to have an identifier so that we know that we are speaking about each other. But. As far as whether you keep your family name or not, I think that is your decision alone, and nobody else gets to decide that for you. Not even the people who gave me that name. I think it ceased to be theirs the moment they gave it to you. Huh. Did you steal it from them? No. I'm not a thief. Well, there you go. Then it is yours. And you don't have to give it back. She's pondering this quietly, walking alongside, and at some point she just looks up and says... Thank you, Rotan. And then turns around and heads back towards the bungalow. Oh, thank you for what? She just keeps going. Ah, ah, good shot, Silway. And then Rotan will continue on. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the mid-roll of Season 3, Episode 23, The Denouement. This is our season finale. It's me, Diana. Just me today. Um, I know last week we said that this would be the last solo mid-roll, but, you know, guess what? Things happen, and you're stuck with me again. But since this is our season finale, that means that next episode is my favorite episode of the season, or one of them anyway, our Behind the Curtain episode. If you haven't listened to him in the past, which hopefully you have, special episode where we take the questions that you ask and I put them to our cast members. But in order for that to work, we need your questions. So please send them to us at on Twitter at MCT Pod, on Facebook at Multiclass Theater, Instagram Multiclass Theater, or you can join our Discord. And if you no, never mind. If you if you join our Discord, there is a special, um, yeah, there's a special uh, channel that I've set up just for listeners, and and you ask the questions, and then I ask the chast, and we record the answers. the hell is that? My lights are flickering. (laughs) Who? What? What the hell are you? A thousand pardons for the intrusion. I am the god of a thousand forms. I am the crawling chaos. I 
am your Lathotep. Jazz hands. I... I know... I know about you. You've been... You've been messing with the, the lovely Craftians and their actual play, Call of Cthulhu campaign. Available wherever you download your podcasts. I will let you come in here and do that to my cast. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Just what I've come to expect from watching you. You've been watching me. Oh, very much so. And you can thank your dear friend Cassie for bringing you to my attention. But fear not, little mortal. I won't do anything to your players. You will. Look, I, I, don't, I don't know what I did or what she did to bring you here. But if you think I'm going to let you do anything to them or me, then... You really haven't been watching me closely enough. You know, Diana, I am infinite, but my patience is not. What I am... asking, that's a good word, asking, is that you just keep doing what you're already doing. And, and that would interest you how? Why, you're a game master. That's what interests me. You create a world that your players care about, and then you torment them with it. You raise the stakes for them when they succeed, and then you devastate them when they fail. You reward their cleverness and their investment in the world, and you punish their stupidity and disrespect. Look... I don't think you quite understand how TTRPGs work. I'm not rewarding or punishing them. I, it's not me versus them or my world. It's it's our world. We, we create and we write this story together. Call it what you will. The outcome is still the same. That's what this is about? You just... You just want the show to keep going? Um, more or less. Although there is just one thing. Here it comes. I'm going to need you to add another cast member. Cassie? What are you doing here? Oh, hi. That is a great question. Are we in recording space right now? I think so. Oh. I I was recording a mid-roll, and then all of a sudden, this creepy voice and, like, thousand teeth thing appeared <laughs> and, like, started threatening me, sort of. And now you're here. You don't need, like, anything, right? Like, we're square, right? After the last <laughs> thing with the... Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, that was super effective, by the way. 10 out of 10. Very much appreciate it. Those items are still, they're, they're in safe hands. <sighs> okay. Um, I might have been playing chicken with an outer god. Oh, how'd, how'd that go? <laughs> well, it couldn't have been too bad because I'm here now. Um, I, and, uh, word. 
he could have dropped me with my shoes. That would have been nice. But for some reason, he didn't, uh, <laughs> he didn't take his mask back. So there's that. Oh. Well, that's something. Um, um so, uh, Weird question, mm -hmm. completely unrelated to anything. Sure, sure. Um, uh, how would you, um, how would you feel about joining the cast of multi-class theater? <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of came came here and just never left, so I'm I'm happy, happy as a clam to live in this world. Great. I'm a little uh, less happy living in recording space. This is going to be a problem. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. Um, I imagine I have um. Uh, let me, uh, look in Spate's catalog, uh, Tobin's spirit guide. Maybe there's something, uh, there that, um, we can get you out of recording space and back to, uh, sweet home Chicago. <laughs> Thanks. Look, I, I know I've been kind of a pain in the ass over the last year or so, but I, I appreciate your help here. And I appreciate oh, even no. more getting to join y'all. This is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it's our honor our pleasure i mean like i you know honestly i would never have thought to ask i mean you're so busy with the lovely craftians you know i mean it's surely has nothing to do with an outer god or you know being threatened um but i'm just i'm so thrilled that you would you would join us and um you know i think uh everyone will be uh very excited to see what you bring hopefully not more outer gods <laughs> No, no, we've we've got enough of those here now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we always think, right? Yeah. Wow, this mid-roll's really gone off the tracks. <laughs> Not in the way it usually does. <laughs> we haven't ranted about Star Wars once. No, we haven't. And and Mike's not here to maybe now's the right time to talk about um the rise of Skywalker. Uh now that he's not here. Um <laughs> But that would be depriving the listeners of some quality ranting. Uh, so we'll save that for another uh, mid-roll. So, like, if I stop recording this, do you just hang out there? Or, like, what happens? I've never actually been physically stuck in recording space. So, uh, let's see. Only one way to find out, right? Let's, uh, let's roll some yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah, um... Okay, well then, um, wish us luck, everyone, and, um, enjoy the rest of the show. Desmond would be skinning and preparing the fish or something like that, and you would turn to the two of you and be like, well, it, um, appears that we are at, um, the end of a, uh, a journey and perhaps the beginning of another. How are we all, um, how are you feeling at, uh, this moment in time? Well... I have to say, I mean, I, I look wonderful, but you, Mist, you look like you've been run ragged. Am I wrong? Uh, huh, huh. No, I mean, I, I didn't break the world. I don't know who told you that. That's, why would I look ragged? I, I'm fine. We're not screwed. We're not completely screwed. It's fine. You know, a part of um, being with you for a while... I'm sure Desi would agree, is um, you do do a very good job of, of hiding. See, see, when you try and hide something, you actually say it, and you say it multiple times, the thing that you are trying to hide, 
and tried to hide it with some sort of, um, sarcastic humor. But we're your friends, so we kind of see through it. Yes, your voice has this waver uh, slightly to it when, when you're trying to conceal something. And, uh... Oh, yes, Diz, you're right. It's like a timber. Uh, yes, it's, it's like a... That was very, that's very good. That's very good. That, oh, was, a, that was a very good miss you. that you just did just now. Was, no. Yes. I, I sound like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> but you're welcome. Who doesn't want to sound like a dolphin? Yes, what we're trying to say is that when you lie, you sound like a dolphin. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right, Dizzy. Well, you put it in such good words. And we care about you. So <laughs> we thought you should know this. <laughs> Is there something that you'd like to, um, get off your chest? <laughs> oh. Hang on a second. I gotta stop <laughs> You notice how the sun's been rising in the wrong side of the sky? How the stars are all different? I did notice that, yes. That, yeah. Okay, well, uh, the reason the sun's rising in the wrong part of the sky and the stars are all different is that they are all different. We're not in the same world anymore. What do you mean? I'm not totally sure, but I think it's bad. Uh, Whitley, are you from Makvani? What's it to you? Uh, well, okay, so, uh, I'm not. So I had to, like, cross an ocean to get here. But now if I were to cross the ocean and go back home, home's not there. Or rather, what? we're well... not there. To cross that ocean and go home. Well, then where are we? I don't know. Huh. And that's bad. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just different, unless you have reason to believe that it is a bad thing. I've been promised a kingdom of my own wherever we are. That actually worries me. Interesting. So we don't know how to get back. Well, define we. Um... Apparently, my old sh- the 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 shard will do it, but I don't know how. So we might have to go talk to go back to Tyr. I'm sure that'll go over well. Although we probably should anyway, given. Hmm. Yes. Well, uh, wherever we are, I would like to see um, more of it than just this island. Um. So what about Captain Finnegan? Said he'd pick us up. What was it? Uh. How long? <laughs> Not long enough. My understanding, it isn't just our little island here that's been moved. The mainland has moved as well. But anything beyond Akvani's shores is a totally different world. Hmm. Oh, best part. I made that happen. You made that happen. So you're at, you're at fault. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the thing. Draining that little shard in Starge's castle is supposedly the thing that did it. But that's what we were told to do. Right. And that's what makes this even worse. We were each told to do it. Yes, yeah, so it's not your fault. Hmm. <gasps> well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I was oh, shit. told by... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one more for you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get better. See, I just found out 
that there's actually five entities out there who have been angling for this to happen. Um, do you know the names of these five, or... Um... Do. Oh, interesting. One of them is Katzen. One of them is Squidface. The other three, I only just found out their names. But it seems to me if they all wanted the same thing to happen, and we were all told, yes, except Sile, to make this thing happen, I'm not the only one who's been speaking to them. Was Alarian one of the names, by chance? Uh, no. Well, then. So, so the question is, A, did your goddess also want us to break ourselves free of the world? Or did someone lie to you and pretend? Well, when I asked the question of Alarian, it seemed to have been her voice that responded to me, and she has never led me astray before. So if it was her will for me to find this thing and, and charge it, and it would take us somewhere else. I, I don't believe it, there would be any malicious intent, so perhaps, therefore, uh, wherever we are now is um, where we're meant to be. Uh, yeah, you didn't just have a chat with Katzith, though, who seemed gleeful. I might even go so far as to say orgasmic over the possibility of having an entirely new world that, quote, I get to run. I don't like the sound of that. That's, um... No. Yes. No. I suppose Catsith won't be giving me my own world, which is a little oh. scary. Give it yet. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm surprised he left you right side out after. Well, that that that's the thing. Now I am, I am a little more nervous than I was before, <laughs> which I didn't think was quite possible until this very minute. You never know. I'm just going to be walking around and out jumps Catsit, and I just die. Just, just, just walking by. That's a problem. So, so that's how I'm doing. Well, see, right. all you had to do was say that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Silway walks in the front door. Did I miss anything? Okay, Rotan, where do you go? I think he finds a quiet, open space in the woods and is going to kneel down and close his eyes. With with a low voice, he, he says, Timora, are you there? Reception has been kind of spotty of late. You kneel down in the clearing, Rotan, in the bright afternoon sun, and you close your eyes and you call out for Timora. And you feel as if you're falling backwards through the ground. The world seems to pass you by as you move through the earth, through the stars. You find yourself, once again, in Bostertshire, in the Great Hall, sitting before a portrait of your mother. There's a cup of tea in your hand. It is hot. And sitting in the chair opposite you, in a very fine silken gown, is your mother. But not your mother. Hello, Rotan. Oh, hello. Um, are you my mother? You could call me that. Um, are you Timora? I am that too. Ah, excellent. I am all things. Of course you are. Um, 
So I was just hoping to get in touch uh, and and let you know that uh, we charged the shard like you asked, and and the uh, Lord Starge is uh, dead, or at least deader than he was, and uh, a li- little unclear on the terminology. And um, yes, killed lots of lots of evil beings for you uh, in in the last last week. So uh, uh, where to next? I am very proud of you, my child. You have made your mother very, very proud. Oh, you should follow your heart. Okay. Um, great. Uh, so so uh, nothing nothing more than that. I should follow my heart. The world has changed, and so must you. In what way has it changed? Look to the stars. Look to the sun and moon. This is a new world. A new world for us. Is this one of those metaphor things? You will go forth in my name. You will spread my name to all the peoples. And we will save them. Yes, I, I, I think I can do that. Be wary, my son. For who knows what darkness lurks in the hearts of those closest to you. Who, who knows? Do I know? Keep your eyes open. You will know the truth. Oh, well that, that's excellent news. All right, is there anything else you want to tell me? Be very careful of that sword you hold. It's very sharp. I worry for you. Oh, well, thank you. I, I am truly blessed to to be serving you, my lady. Oh, Roton, it is I who am blessed to have one such as you in my service. You make your mother very proud. Are you my actual mother, or, or are you... Timor, I, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Shh. Quiet your mind. Open your heart and know that you are loved. All right. Let's see. Uh, did I have any other questions? Um, nope, nope. I think that's it. Goodbye, my child. Remember, Mother loves you. Thank you, uh, Lady Timor. Ah. Uh, Thank you for speaking with me again. I will do as you ask. I know you will. You find yourself falling through the chair, the floor, the earth, past the moon, the stars, and then almost with a snap, you find yourself back in your body. You open your eyes, and it seems as if a few hours have passed. The sun is lower in the sky. It almost looks as if it is about to set. You may be late for dinner. Oh, oh, that's right. I, I was going to ask about the shot. Oh, next time. And he gets up and he hurries off. Rotan, you arrive back at the cabin. And everyone seems to be quietly contemplating something, except for Gruber and Cashew, who seem to be in fine spirits as they nibble on marshmallows. Dorothea returns and escorts you to dinner. 
As you travel, you pass numerous houses on the side of the road, each one burning a fire within. The smoke rises, mixing above the village before drifting heavenwards. At the table set before you, you see many of the witches you've come to interact with. Dorothea, Rodika, King Akrataki is there, Hypatia, who almost seems to scowl at you in her greeting, and the seat at the head of the table is empty. Everyone looks around as if waiting for the arrival of one more. There are candles everywhere, and hanging from beams and rafters, in addition to the what I would like to call a sort of standard drying herbs, little foliage as their decor, are bolts of black cloth and black gauze. There's a very hefty bolt of fabric that is draped over that chair at the head of the table. Anka makes her way in after everyone else has sat down, and she takes a seat, not in the head of the table's chair. She pulls up an empty one and sits to the right of it. And she doesn't say much. She makes eye contact with everyone, and she gives everyone a nod, but mostly uncharacteristically not smirking or saying much of anything. Your fellow witches follow your lead as they sit there in mostly silent contemplation, as if waiting for something. When suddenly, from the side of the table, King Akrataki exclaims, Where did this Tabashi come from? Well, when a mommy Tabashi and a daddy Tabashi love each other very, very much, they give each other a special hug. And then... (laughs) (laughs) It works the same way with humans. Is it different for Arakokra? I was not told that there would be a Tabashi at this dinner. You disgrace me. You dishonor my people. Silence. You disgrace yourself after that ghastly performance. You are lucky you are here. And you will remember whose court you are in. Yes, yes. I, you're right. I apologize. Well, I am also quite interested to know how you have (laughs) revealed yourself. That is up to you to decide whether or not you tell people about it. But whatever form you take, I suspect we would not be here without you, so... Go ahead, dearie. I think that they want you to talk and say something. I... You can do better than that. Come on, up you go. Dorothea prods you in the back. Yeah, ow. That hits the spot that makes cats stand up. They all have that button. You hit them right, boop, and then no matter where they are, they just pop right up. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for being what I am. I understand that we have something of a history in that I I just learned as we were making our way through your temple about the history. Um, but I would say that since the Arakokra and the witches seemed to be able to put their differences aside for a much bigger purpose, then certainly we can do the same here. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, I have no problem with Arakokra at all. I... Hadn't even met any of you before coming here. Uh, so I assume this is kind of a one directional thing because, yeah, I don't like public speaking. And he sits right back down. <laughs> <laughs> Akrataki rises. He, on the other hand, rather enjoys public speaking. On this solemn occasion, we honor all of the fallen on the field of the Iron Citadel. 
My brothers and sisters fought valiantly against an iron monster. We gave our lives so that the group of you could defeat the Lord. I ask all of you to raise a glass in their honor. Oh, and, and to Queen Roxiel as well. And the last part is said with some small amount of sincerity. You're not sure how much you buy it. So are we going to eat or what? Yes, Mother would not want this all to go to waste. Feast, you have all learned it. That's it? You're not going to make a speech? What would you have me say? I don't don't know. (laughs) He hangs his head. (laughs) My mother was a, a great woman, and her sacrifice, I have no doubt, helped get us here. I don't know how to fill her shoes, and I don't know how to st- even start, but we will have the appropriate morning time, but we must remember that she would not want us to be broken for too long. <sighs> we should celebrate. I'll drink to that. Dorothea raises her glass. To to the queen. And Anka raises her glass, but she raises it to the uh, empty, shrouded seat. She bows her head in reverence, and then she just drains the entire cup and immediately fills it again. Oh, that's the spirit. And so with that, some of the solemnity of the meal falls away, and conversation starts as you all eat. Is Dorothea's sister here? Oh, yeah, she she's across the table from you. She's still giving you the side eye. Well, I'm not talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> The witches next to her don't seem to be talking to her either. Where is she in from Winley? Directly on the other side of the table. The table's fairly big. She's on the other side of the table. So if Winley wanted to toss something, it would be a... You could try. You can give me a two-hit roll. So Winley takes out a larger marshmallow. This marshmallow is in the shape of a tiered rose. And so I cast guidance on you. She like casts it under the table. I got a sixteen. That will hit. So I want it to land. What what is she eating, Diana? It looks like a beet soup at the moment. Oh, perfect. It looks like Winley flicks the rose. She puts it in her hand and she flicks it. And I want it to land right on her spoon. And she is going to take a bite. I did not anticipate rolling in this session, but... <laughs> okay. She does not notice it. Huh? And she takes a bite. She's oh. so busy side-eyeing us. She's not even looking at her soup. No, she's not even looking at her soup. And she takes a bite. And you see her face just like... Like her mouth folds in on it. Like she just ate something very sour and very disgusting. And she swallows bitterly and looks down at her bowl. <laughs> And even starts, like, kind of sifting through it with her spoon, trying to figure out what the hell she just ate. Winley um, waves to her, like, sort of jazz hands, is like, to her, and says, Yoo-hoo! Hypatia! What do you want? I just wanted to say that everyone deserves something sweet now and again. <laughs> she just scowls back and looks down at her bowl and, like, shovels the soup into her mouth, not looking up, not conversing, not looking at anything else. Hmm. Silway offers Winley a little high five. Well, I was expecting a little more to come from that. Perhaps some character growth, but I guess not. Meanwhile, on the other side of the table, Akrataki is leaning back in his chair, 
He has a goblet of wine in his hand. So, Queen Anka, what do you say we talk about diplomatic relations? The incredulous look that starts in her eyebrows and she doesn't turn her head, but her eyes flick over in his direction and she swallows what she was eating and then she turns her entire attention towards him. Do you really think this is appropriate at my mother's morning feast? I saw it more of a victory celebration, you know? It is a happy occasion. I mean, yeah, no, I'm sad about your mother, but also happy, you know? We have the sun, we have the moon, we are all here, it is a good time. Again, all respect, rest in peace, but life moves on. And you will learn as queen that we cannot always waste the time. Uh, uh, no, not not waste. That was a poor choice of word. Yeah, her eyebrows are up like, <laughs> this ooh, guy. this conversation. <laughs> uh, but your people and my people should be close. We should talk, you know? Based on how it has started, I'm already regretting on asking this, but what would you like to discuss? This is a big island. We have Eri. We have High Moon. Maybe we should talk about who gets what. Are you trying to divvy up the land that we fought for? That's sort of what I'm saying. Like I was saying, I I don't want to fight you. <laughs> but you get the north, we get the south. I don't think you could. Well, give me some time to recover. We don't even want to go there. No, you don't. I'm just saying, you know, 50-50. You get the north half, we get the south half. That sounds good to me. Alternatively, you can have the Eri and I will take everything else because that is what I feel is appropriate given our levels of commitment to the cause and the losses incurred therein. Okay, okay. There, there, honey. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves and yet you are already asking for me to split. I think this is the grief talking. Give it some time, and you will see that this is a totally reasonable offer. <laughs> and what are you bargaining with? I think at this point, Silway, like, has her dagger out, like, with the tip <laughs> in the table, kind of twirling it while staring intently at um, King Akrotaki. As King Akrotaki is speaking is a nice way to put it. The flames <laughs> on the candles in the room are steadily getting taller and more vibrant. Anka puts down her silverware and she turns her entire torso towards him and she rests her hands in front of her on the table. You dare patronize me in my own court after you failed so spectacularly in battle and you ask that I give you half of a land you've no right to when it was my mother and it was these poor strangers in our land and it was me who saved the entire island. You dare. He looks around, and he notices everybody staring at him now. Hey, <laughs> you know, uh, negotiations, uh, first positions. This is how it goes, no? <laughs> there will be no further negotiation. You will have the Eerie, and that is it. And if you push me further, you will lose that too. He opens his beak to say something further, and then closes it, and begins to nibble on some peas on his plate. And as soon as she's very certain that he's gotten the message, she returns to her meal, 
And she looks over at Silway and gives them just the most, can you fucking believe this guy look? (laughs) (laughs) Silway gives a very, an eye roll in response. (laughs) Well, have you all heard the good word of Taimora? (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel good about that. (laughs) Desmond will turn to uh, Anka and just like under his breath and be like, listen. I have the ability to summon a water elemental. Say the word, and I can have this guy thrown in a lake. It's very simple. If he dares continue, then I may actually take you up on that. Desi and I have got your back. Don't you worry. Yes, we've got your back. We do have something more immediate to talk about. How do we get the hell off this island? No offense, Anka. <laughs> None taken. Desmond, you, you have some experience getting off of islands. How did how did you do it last time? Oh, me? You're talking to me? Yes. Oh, well, um... Well, in that case, uh... uh a, a goddess presented herself to me and came down through the clouds and uh, summoned a sailing ship that uh, passed by and, and I, I hitched a ride, as you will. Uh, so... In- oh. You know, there's a chance. There's a chance that could happen again. Do you think it'll work again? Perhaps it might be easier if I, in Kent, we could go and speak with the fishermen, and if we help them rebuild, they might be more willing to help you. It's a little easier than summoning a goddess. So we just get on the boat and leave. I thought. I thought charging the shard opened a portal or, or something. Wasn't that what we were told? Was get to the island and then the shard charging would get us off of it. That was what we were told. Apparently the people who are telling us things are not very reliable. Gruber, what do you think of all this? (laughs) I think these peas are very good. I think I I would like a a little bit of honey. I think this meal really needs a fish. Or some ham. Or a ham. Oh, yes. Yes, a ham. Winley turns to Gruber, pats, pats his knee. This isn't the time. Okay. Later, later. Okay, okay. okay. Um, sorry, Mum. I, I, I think this meal is great, and I take everything back about it needing ham. Good job. <laughs> He's so funny. It does need a ham, though. Sylvie, 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 do not enable. Do not enable behavior. Later we'll have a ham. <laughs> later. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> But I think I think Cashew feels the same. He is very much enjoying his plate of vegetables. Yes, he is, darling. How's that sweet potato? You look down at your feet and sitting on the ground, absolutely just housing the plate of food is Cashew. <laughs> he looks up at you and his face is full of sweet potato. And then he looks up at you, Rotan, and smiles. <laughs> Rotan visibly frowns. <laughs> and goes back to eating his meal. Wasn't something about get the island, charge the shard, and that will get you off? I mean, it does allow us to get off because the mists are gone. The fog, I guess we should say, I don't want to... Associated with those mists. Um, so, I mean, it's like clear sailing. Oh. Remember anything about... I guess I was, I was hoping for something like, easier, poof, I guess. And we're off. Well, that's fine. I've sailed many times before. I'll do it again. But then where do we go? Where do we go? Are we sure? I mean, shouldn't we check down by the docks and make sure that 
Well, Captain Finnegan. I can tell you, um, as I have asked, Finnegan is long gone. Well, I didn't Jeremy. like. I didn't like the rules on his ship anyway. I should have asked Timora about Jeremy. Oh, dang. Uh, by the way, Roton, um, yes. how, was your, how was your meeting with uh, Timora? Ah, oh, it went very well. Oh, what did she say about think... the, um, the shard? Ah, uh, well, she, um, she, <laughs> she, she didn't really say, uh, say much. Well, you asked um, her. No, right? I forgot about that. Yes, I'll, I'll catch what? it the next time. I thought that's why you, I thought that's why you. That was one of the main reasons you went to talk to her. Well, I uh, I went to talk to her to, to let her know that I was fine, because she was probably worrying about me, and uh, and and then uh, just to let her know that we'd done what she asked, and that we we had indeed charged the shard, and uh, and then I wanted to ask what what I should do next. And what did she say? Ah, uh, well, she said, "Good job." And uh, she said that I should do what my heart tells me. Well, and what is that? It doesn't speak very often. But she also said that I should spread her good word. And uh, that seems like it would be uh, be fairly straightforward, yes. It's not very useful, though. No. I suspect my heart tells me I want to go and, and uh, go, go murder Squidface as a... Uh, as Mist likes to call him. Well, that's a start. We can go murder Squidface, but will that yeah. help us? We do have these these magical seals that we are trying to protect. That feels like a, a world-ending sort of problem versus a personal vendetta sort of problem. Um. Well, I I suppose so, but uh, well, well, Squidface was clearly up to no good, and uh, and you know, you you. Take one bad guy at a time until, until uh, you get to the big bad guy, and then you kill them, and then you've done a good job. That's what my brother used to say. <laughs> so you want to kill Squidface and hope that that brings us closer to our larger goal of stopping Indu. Oh uh, yes, yes, I think so. She looks around the table. And everyone else as well. As well. Alternatively, uh, we could go to another one of those locations that was circled on the map. One of those are uh, places of power. And see if we can figure out exactly what makes them so special. See if we can stop any more ancients from being murdered. Right. I assume Endu's heading towards one of those three locations next. Presumably, yes. Well, I do have a connection to one of them. Uh, an, an old friend of mine. I believe he is currently residing in the corridor. Oh, outside. And he is, uh, he is well-connected and well-informed. He might know of any ah. s- strange happenings going on. Well, that sounds like a very promising lead, yes. What does everyone, everyone else think? It's how far from here? Across the world. Is that all? Assuming the world is still how we remember it? I mean, I don't see why not. It might be worth swinging by tier first oh yeah look they need to they need to know that that this didn't go great and i mean they put they put the locks on the thing in the first place didn't they like can't they just did we get a reason why they couldn't make new ones no so as is her way uh did not 
Uh, keep us all the information, I'm sure. But I, I guarantee you they'd noticed by now that the third seal is broken. So maybe that's something we need to have a chat with them about, like reinforcing those, reinforcing the wards that remain. I'm not sure how to even do that. I don't know either, but maybe the people who made them do. So you want to go back to Suldal? It's, I mean, it's not the worst idea, but already's fraught. Well, we need to find another ancient, because he's going to be finding another ancient. She's the only one I know. I mean, maybe Corridor is the place to go, but maybe she can help us figure out who we're supposed to be looking for. Maybe we'll do a better job of protecting them. I like the Corridor, just because it doesn't involve me going and seeing that, you know, Soldal and my family again. But if we need to go to Tyr, then, then so be it. Queen Anka, do you have any thoughts? Any perspective on this? Personal vendettas aside, focusing on the world ending is more important than any any personal mission. It would behoove you to ask those who made the seals to see if they can either reinforce them or if there's something more that they can do. That could be managed in a letter, perhaps? Send that on your way. Might save you some time. Well, I, I do have a way of contacting Soldaro, but it has to be a short message. S.O.S. World is ending. <laughs> Send boat. Please, please proceed <laughs> to the nearest exit. <laughs> save our shit. I say let's go for it. I mean, saving the world, there really couldn't be any better mission or adventure. Agreed. It's the noblest of pursuits. Could you imagine putting that on your resume for future... Future work. Save yes. the world. Yes. All right, well, Silly will look at Anka then. What are, what are your plans? Are you going to just rebuild High Moon or rebuild this island? And she shoots Akrataki another glance. He definitely does not meet your gaze. It would be best if I stayed, at least for a time. The people here need, need help. This is a new world for them. They can leave, and we've never really been able to do that, so... They're going to need support. And I don't want to leave that to others. But it's difficult for me to put into words. You have done more for us than anyone. Regardless of how some events transpired, and I do not hold that against you, we owe you a great deal. So anything that I can do to help you, I will. Well, I'm glad to hear that at least. I don't know what you can do to help us. I don't know what we even need, but... It's good to have allies. Keep an eye out, and if you hear anything, do do let us know. So while you're talking, Dorothea has gotten up from her chair, and she has left the room, and she comes back holding an ornately carved wooden box, and she presents it to the group of you, opening it as she does so. And inside is a large raven feather. My mother would have wanted you to have this. It's precious. And should you ever have need of us, all you have to do is write it down, a piece of paper while you're holding this, and throw that paper in the air and we will, we will hear you. Thank you. So we write the message with the feather? Like a, like a quill? I'm just gonna go ahead and say yes. Yes, that is, that is the case. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Silway takes the box. Dorothea smiles as you take the box, Silway. She then turns towards you, Anka, 
bows her head and says, My lady, my queen, we're ready. The witches rise and they begin to walk from this room, this house. Once outside, they each grab a torch which has been laid next to the building. As they grab it, you watch them wave their hands and a flame appears on each. They begin to chant softly in a beautiful, haunting, melancholy dirge as they walk from the village to the forest. Anka follows in the rear, her head bowed. She carries no torch. The group of you follow behind her. Akrotaki, you notice, does not. You pass through the village, through the trees, into the clearing marked by four Tyran runes at each of the cardinal points. Silway, you know this place. It's where you practiced with Anka one week ago. In the center of the clearing is a pyre on top of which rests the body of Roxiel Darkfeather. Though it is wearing a shroud of silken gossamer, you can see that beneath it her once porcelain skin is marred by sigils of foul magic. The witches take their places in a circle surrounding the pyre. Anka stands at the head. They raise their torches towards the sky. You look up. The moon is full overhead. The song is beginning to build. Anka, do you have anything you'd like to say? Final words for your mother. Anka's going to move to where she's standing right near the top of her mother's head and she's going to kiss her fingertips and place them over her mother's eyes. Good night, mother. We will meet again. And then she steps back and embers start to burn underneath the pyre and they start to gradually become flames as Anka raises her hands and the other witches one by one start to throw their torches onto the pyre the flames grow and as the flames rise so does the song until its beautiful melody fills your ears your heart your soul is aching in its beauty and in its loss and you look skyward as the smoke rises through the clearing and almost seems to mix with the moonlight itself the moon is full and the sky welcomes Roxiel Darkfeather home
ask a quick question, Diana? Is is the moon the same moon that we're used to seeing, or is it a different moon? Does this planet even have tides? Interesting question. Um, I'd like you to make an astro navigation check for me. <laughs> well, Roton's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how you would know the answer to that, but you're more than welcome to make some sort of check. I just mean, like, like I look up at the moon and it's got patterning on it, like in our reality yes like, in our, like so is it the same patterning is there like again is there I almost, just one of them there is just one of them i also want to make i also want to think that you'd have to make a check to see it has been several weeks since you've seen the moon now you could say you'd recognize the moon anywhere but would you would roton fair Oh, look, there's a woman on the moon. I would say you could make, uh, I got it. You could make a nature check. How's that? 13. To you, it looks the same. But, again, it's been several weeks since you've seen the moon, and even though it's almost full and probably will be full tonight, you can't really discern or pick out any features that would tell you for certain one way or the other. Okay. Thank you. Sorry to derail everything. I really wanted to know that. So, Mist, Desmond, Winley. Uh, <laughs> just a side note. I feel I'm like really, really <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> the stench of religious brainwashing is very potent. Strong. <laughs> Have you heard the good word of Timora today? <laughs> Yo. I feel like all of them are just like sitting up on their version of Olympus and being like, ha ha ha. Hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I'm going to start putting a scroll about Timora in every inn I stop in. Sorry, hang on one second. Oh, this is the worst timing. <laughs> this guy needs a good stabbing right now. <laughs> Most broy Aracocra. Uh, come on, come on. It's not a big deal. Come on. Oh, Matt, that was ooh, that was spot on. Ooh. Some of my best friends are in the theme skill. <laughs> I uh, did. Have any of you watched Hawkeye? No, I haven't. But I do know there's a musical number, and it makes me very, oh, very happy. It's, the, the musical number is tremendous. It is so amazing. Literally, if you can't or don't want to watch it, just I've listened to YouTube it. it's the very musical funny. number. <laughs> What's it about? Super long, too. It's actually two musical numbers. They do a Broadway uh, musical of Steve Rogers, the musical, and it's a musical number of these, essentially the battle for Manhattan scene That's in the first amazing. Avengers. It is so good. But anyway, there's, there's, a, there's a gang in the show called the Tracksuits, and they're all very Russian bros. It, it's so good. It's worth watching. It's 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 a pleasant surprise. Unlike the book of Boba, which is terrible. Um. Anyway, yes. Back to the show. Dun, 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 thank you for being, <laughs> being a friend. A friend. Dun, 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 <laughs> travel down the road and back again. <laughs> Too soon. The whole, Too the soon. whole party, Too soon. including Hypatia, begins to dance. <laughs> 